seven nine 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 if those are your numbers so far in the powerball lottery well if you're a lynchburg hornets fan at least that is what's turning up very well for you another nine inning performance today wasn't without drama in the eighth and ninth innings you kind of wonder whether uh, maybe not the middle fatigue but certainly the physical fatigue is zach potts goes over a hundred pitches on the day at some point weighed in but bearing down to get the victory for the Lynchburg Hornets and really most notably is the fact that they played today they were off Tuesday and Monday so they've had a couple of days now to rest up and get ready tomorrow I mean I I would presume unless there's an absolute emergency and literally no one's left at the uh, stadium in Cedar Rapids Iowa Potts is probably not going to go but pretty much everyone else is available For two games, hopefully you don't need them both if you're the Lynchburg Hornets. Hopefully you get the job done early, and uh, if you're a Hornets fan, uh, you can hear us discussing a national championship tomorrow in the fast lane. But that is still to come. We're not quite there yet. We are certainly trying to avoid the broadcaster jinx here in the fast lane, so we want to be as explicit as possible for Lynchburg Hornet fans that know we're not there yet. But to somebody who is out in Iowa... He joined us yesterday. Now it's two days in a row for him. You know, back-to-back complete games for the Lynchburg Hornets. Back-to-back days of Ed Smith from the University of Lynchburg joining us once again in the fast lane. Ed, a pleasure to speak with you. And most notably, I want to commend you for not giving in to the potential jinx when I shot you a text message heading into the bottom of the ninth inning as you were gracious enough and smart enough to wait on a reply until the Lynchburg Hornets victory was official. Yeah, and I was uh, happened to look down at my watch uh, as I'm locked in there uh, and uh, noticed you came across. I thought it might have been the, the initial text message from the other day, uh, but realized it was uh, another reaching out. And uh, I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on a response as uh, we had some guys getting on there and uh, tension got a little high in the room. But you know, I believed in our guys uh, as the guys that were sitting back behind home plate believed in our in our guys and Zach Potts and the defense playing behind him. Uh, we weren't. We weren't. We were. We were ready for for the action of the night. Ed Smith, assistant athletic director, sports performance for the University of Lynchburg. Yes, you heard him yesterday. A little bit of a broader overview of how the team has gotten to this point and his role in that. So it's still worth listening to, of course. Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. Uh, but the the victory today itself. It's another complete game for this team. Uh, take us to the eighth and ninth inning. How much do you know, maybe with a glow of parental pride, if you will, although you're not the parent, you're an advisor to them, but a glow of pride and guidance because what you've done before, mentally preparing them for when adversity hits and maybe challenging situations pop up, they were ready for it today. You know, it's 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 awesome. Uh, I actually got to witness uh, Zach Potts' father. Uh, there was a, a an opportunity, I believe there was a, a review going into the night there, um, and Zach came, went out to the mound, but then came back off. Uh, and I, I saw him look up at his father, and him and his father just shared a moment. Uh, so that was really cool to see uh, his dad get to share that moment with him. Um, but he gets to share the moment, and then he looked over to us there sitting behind uh, the the uh, batter's box there behind home plate and uh, just I, I, I could tell he was locked in. And, uh, you know, it, when the two guys – uh, on the squad or have went complete games. Uh, you, you knew it was his turn and he wanted it, and um, I would expect nothing less out of out of our guys. How much does it help this team knowing that going into Thursday, 
as we led off with here in the fast lane today, I would presume Zach Potts is as is, is close to unavailable as possible. Never say never in a uh, chance to win a national championship situation. But pretty much everyone else is because of the way the starting pitching, including Zach Potts, have delivered these long outings. Well, if anybody's kept up with uh, Lynchburg baseball this year, um, our All-American closer, reliever, whatever you want to call, um, Jack Batchmore, uh, has probably the most rest that he's had between games in the last month. Uh, so I, I'm not I'm not one bit worried. I'm not one bit worried if they want to put Pond on the mound first. Uh, that's uh, an ultimate competitor. Uh, really, we have a bullpen that we haven't touched yet, and um, – uh, I, I have all the faith in the coaching staff, Travis Beasley, uh, Mike Solbach uh, on the pitching side. Uh, we'll make the right calls, and um, you know, uh, Lucas Jones will, will will make sure that everybody is where we need to be. And uh, Oscar Garcia and the Garcia brothers will make sure that the bats are hot, and, and our guys are going to do their work. I mean, we, we've been battle tested all year. Uh, we, we keep focusing on the right now and what's in front of us. Uh, you know, got great leadership across the board, uh, and our middle infield being all freshmen are, are just jumping right in and making some big plays today if you happen to watch the game. Ed Smith, Assistant Athletic Director for Sports Performance at the University of Lynchburg, is discussing their Game 1 in the best of three championship series, their Game 1 victory today, 5-2, to two, over Johns Hopkins, a team that many are familiar with because of their Division 1 lacrosse program, but their Division 3 in baseball and the Hornets besting them today Starting off early, runs again early on in this contest. Uh, what does it say about the focus of this team being locked in early in the ball game and not forcing the issue early as well because of the ability to take advantage of the opportunities presented? Well, that's uh, something that, uh, like I said, we got some good leadership on the team uh, from the head coaches down to the, the older guys on the team and the players that uh, get to step out on the field. It, it, it all starts with them. You know, some people might think, oh, how, how can you be so locked in with your, your one, one guy being a freshman, your two guy being a freshman? But they know uh, whether they're on or not, they're going to get picked up by Avery Knees right in behind them in the lineup. And the lineup's going to continue to roll right in behind them. Um, you know, it, it's, it's fun to see this group. And again, I, I mentioned it yesterday, but this group's been special from the start. Uh, and it, and it, you don't get to see that much. Uh, you know, you get the opportunity you know, once in a lifetime for right now. And if it comes again, we'll, we'll take advantage of that as well. But it's, it's fortunate we're taking it all in. The guys are taking it all in. They're relaxed. You know, you might see, see guys walking through the hotel. And it, it, to, to us, it, as cliche as it sounds, it's, it's just another game. Although it's not just another game, we're, we're going to do everything in our power to control what we can control um, and, and get after it tomorrow. Ed Smith, Assistant Athletic Director for Sports Performance for the University of Lynchburg. With us in the fast lane, he's had a role in literally building this team in terms of building the players up physically and obviously the uh, mental game that goes into it in this one. Um, last one for you, and we appreciate a quick one with us today in the fast lane, maybe even longer tomorrow depending on how the games end up going, but obviously we'll cross that bridge whenever we get closer towards it. Uh, but the, the mental edge in the latter game situations when the body seemingly is under duress because you go over that 100-pitch mark, obviously there's a different focus and intensity for Game 1 of the College World Series Championship round, which is what today's game was for Lynchburg. Um, what did you know, what do you know about Zach Potts that enabled him to bear down in the 8th and ninth inning and work out of trouble? Uh, I know Zach Potts... Uh 
the guy that I get to see every opportunity in the weight room and that I've saw all year and really all all of his career. Um, not not bad an eye when when his numbers is called and want more. Uh, I always say like the ones that are great here at the University of Lynchburg are the guys that demand more out of me, out of the coaching staff. And uh, you know we get we get to that eighth inning uh, and he's still throwing pretty good. You know you, you start looking at pitch counts all through the through the innings and us our guys that are sitting behind home plate are saying you know we're 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 saying it we're we're talking it into existence he's going the whole thing and uh you know once he come out in the night we're, we're all locked in behind him and uh and ready for him to perform like he did um and just like that you know i, I won't just say it's it's our pitching staff you got to look at holden fiedler has caught every game uh in behind the plate and done a fantastic job framing balls putting them calling games uh get making sure the right thing's going in uh from the coaching staff so uh, i got to commend him as well as i have everybody else uh around the field lynchburg hornets looking to continue cooking things up in the right direction and maybe having some celebratory meals but they're not there yet they've got a game perhaps two tomorrow they won earlier today so they've got a one game to nothing lead over johns hopkins in the best of three for the ncla division three championship series of the college world series out in iowa ed smith assistant athletic director for sports performance at the L with us here in the fast lane ed appreciate your time on short notice today we'll uh how do i say this we'll play it by ear tomorrow yeah hey uh, i look forward to it uh i hope we are are having a great conversation tomorrow uh, i'm very proud of these guys um i could go down the list of all the guys from the bullpen to everybody in the dugout to everybody in the stands uh, we're all in this together uh, we're all fired up for the opportunity tomorrow um, and, you know, Lord willing, um, we're going to come out on top and be hosting a trophy and bring a, bring a trophy back to the Hill City and uh, everybody can come over and watch us ring the bell. Uh, that, that, that'll be fun. And, uh, you know, I'm going to speak that into existence, not to be cocky, but our guys deserve this opportunity and they, they've earned it and we're going to get after it. Well, you've got a front page view of this for, uh, for quite a while. Ed Smith, Assistant Athletic Director for Sports Performance of the University of Lynchburg with us here in the Fast Lane. Ed, a pleasure speaking with you. We'll chat again tomorrow. Thanks. Talk to you later. Indeed. Ed Smith with us here in the Fast Lane, cooking up the right recipe behind the scenes. And if you want to be cooking up the right recipe for your family, then you need to go to Overstreet Ace Hardware, either location, Lakeside Drive in Lynchburg, or 221 in Forest, because they've got Green Egg, Traeger, Weber and Kamado Joe grills. But here's the cool thing. Not only do they have those grills, but professionally assembled for free. That's the local touch you get with Overstreet Ace Hardware. Trey, if you're in the market for a grill, either I'm location. I'm not, but I have a grill story related to Overstreet Ace. I went to Overstreet Ace and got a thermometer for my physical grill because it didn't have one of my Weber I installed it myself, but I, I went over Street Ace, and it was, it was you know, the easy setup, and all I had to do was drill some holes, and boom, bam, bam. Do what Trey did, but take it a step further, because you got the knowledge now that we just shared with you that over Street Ace hardware, you don't have to worry about the thermometer if you get a Weber grill. And, of course, we mentioned earlier. Well, you might. I have a Weber well, grill. Well, I mean, you need to worry about a thermometer, but you don't need to worry about assembly because they're assembled for free when you get your grill at Overstreet Ace Hardware. Now to other topics here in the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. So I had to do a double take when I looked at this. The first photo that I saw 
of Yankee Stadium, the venue for Trey's beloved baseball franchise. I thought it was a bad photograph. Like somebody took it on a cheap old phone lens. And, you know, right when they ditched the phones that came out of the bags and you screwed on the antenna and actually had a flip phone back in the day, I thought it was taken on something like that. It looks so weird. They're monitoring weather conditions. Um, the game's been is, postponed tonight. Thank you for that. I just saw that as well, Trey. The game has been postponed as it should have been. It looks like the type of thing that if you're in the New York area, it looks like it's the sign of the it, apocalypse. It's a well, it's affecting. Maybe it is. It's affecting like all the so that's uh, wildfires in Ontario, Canada, I believe. And so the way the you know chemicals react with the sun, so this is it's kind of affecting it. So it's it, think about it, it's thousands thousands miles away. It's a whole another country affecting a baseball game in America. It's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, it really is to think about that. But ironically, Toronto could play in that conditions because they have a dome and yes. they're playing at home tonight. Well, How about that? It is <laughs> it is very weird to see something like that. Meanwhile, a chance for us to interpret some things in number four. Oh, this is so grand. By by the way, speaking of hazy conditions that are out there, we'll get to that in number three. Different kind of hazy, of course. Tom Pellicero, though, of NFL Network reporting that free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is slated to fly to Nashville on Sunday to visit with the Tennessee Titans, according to his, quote, sources, end quote. Um, my initial inclination is... He's not going to sign. His sources would happen to be the representation for DeAndre Hopkins, and they're trying to drum up an increased market you know, manufacturing urgency because people never do that in business, especially when they're trying to get something accomplished. That would never happen at all. Uh, a word to the wise when people are maybe pushing for something a little bit sooner than necessary. Just, uh, you know, if you're thinking about that from a distant perspective, um, it screams like an agency leak out there. Maybe they want to manufacture urgency from, oh, I don't know, a team like Cleveland, who right now may be the only team with both the combination of money and need to sign DeAndre Hopkins. So, Leaking this move, setting up a visit later on in the week or over the weekend can potentially accomplish that. I mean, if I'm Cleveland, I sit back. You know the financial landscape. You're in no rush to make a decision. Uh, but I don't blame the agent for at least trying this tactic, the agent of DeAndre Hopkins. Number three. Speaking of hazy conditions out there, Antonio Callaway, one of my favorite punching bags, so to speak, when it comes to sports stories that are out there. The Dallas Cowboys released the former Florida Gator wide receiver who was arrested in Miami, Florida over the weekend on a routine traffic stop uh, because of an outstanding warrant. Here's just the thing that just pops up to me. Some people don't earn the benefit of the doubt in these situations. And first of all, Callaway is not a guy that's been deemed talented by NFL standards. Sorry to Florida Gator fans, but let's call a spade a spade here. He was never deemed worth the headache that came with him, including when he entered the league. Now, this brings me back to, I wouldn't call it my favorite story because you don't like bad things happening to people, but the musing story that came out from this individual. In December of 2015, he was accused of sexual assault and suspended from the school that offseason, but was cleared about eight months later in August of 2016 in the Title IX hearing, which people have come out afterwards and said was maybe not properly conducted by the University of Florida. I know, shocking, big FBS power in football not doing their due diligence or trying to sweep it under the rug for a, at that level, talented player. But it goes back to my most amusing defense ever, that... Antonio Callaway, who was accused of sexual assault and suspended from the school during the hearing, admitted to being, quote, so stoned, end quote, 
that it was impossible for him to actually uh, perform forceful acts that are out there. Wow. Only in America, that type of defense. Number two. Two bits of nuggets when it comes to local sports stories. One, of course, NASCAR always being local in discussions with Montreal about bringing the racing series back to Circuit Gilles as soon as next year. It, it's just jock. It, whatever it is. NASCAR at Montreal in my lexicon and in my world. Here's what my first thought was. They're doing the street race in Chicago and they claim to have Hold on, just like are you about to tell me that? that go ahead. Try. I was just gonna say you've got this covered. To add context, I was gonna say to add context. This is where they raced in the Xfinity series, and this is where F1 races in Canada. Yes. Well, NASCAR is obviously looked at expanding to different markets that are out there. I'll be curious whether it's, it's NASCAR really or not. It is a very good track from entertaining racing standpoint. Um, the Chicago Street Race is a great idea. But all the logistics that are there, I do wonder whether even though they say it's a two-year deal, if it's going to be generating enough negative backlash, especially with some political changes up there going forward before next year's race takes place. Oh, it's it's not happening next year. I was about to say my bold claim that I haven't said is Which I don't one's think not happening next Chicago year? Street Race is yes, not happening yes. next year. That That is what my thought was, though, when the Montreal news came out. We that, are in sync. Okay, glad to know because you covered this for FrenchStretch.com that maybe NASCAR has been exploring alternatives and that the news that they might go back to Montreal for a cup date might coincide with the fact that they're having trouble gaining support maybe not from the fan race itself but from the logistics of it the nascar race in chicago just please if you're going to do this and jerry rig the schedule so that you don't go to chicago or excuse me out of the country independence day weekend that would be a clueless very ironic that would be uh in the immortal words of our friends hall daryl hall not hall and oates but daryl hall and john oates that it would be rather out of touch yes Yes, he is out of touch, out of time. Daryl Hall and John Oates. And we are not out of touch. We have one more in the Fast Five at Five-ish. And number one on the Fast Five at Five-ish. Virginia Tech Hokies and Iowa Hawkeyes. Two of the final four teams and featuring two of the biggest names in women's college basketball. A quarter away from being the national championship last year. Georgia Amor and Caitlin Clark will be meeting in November in Charlotte in one of these preseason basketball games. Especially for women's basketball, these are awesome ideas. We know about some of the other tournaments that are taking place, but I give Kenny Brooks credit for Virginia Tech because the ACC is not exactly the easiest college basketball league in which to compete. And not only is he going about doing that, but more so and more importantly, it's doing something that is helping elevate the game. And I get it, women's basketball doesn't have the same cachet that men's basketball does, and therefore you got people more likely to go to bat for additional attention that can be brought on the game. But I love it. I think it's a great idea, and it certainly is exciting for the fans. Another marquee matchup to which you could get excited if you're a Virginia Tech fan. And there is your Fast Five at 5 Before we get ready to talk local sports with Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com, wanted to just add one more nugget from what we discussed yesterday about, again, let's call a spade a spade here. When you're accepting the money from the Saudi Arabian Private Investment Fund, the PIF, which is worth $650 billion. A lot of money. Just a, a lot, lot of money. money. It is basically not a merger. It is PGA being bought out by Saudi Arabia. By Saudi Arabia. I know PGA operational control. Control is whoever is bankrolling it. 
let's not get this thing twisted. I think the key word is the chairman, who basically is the guy who manages the PIF, who basically the the PIF has final say in anything that the PGA Tour can do. The- that's that's kind of where. If you read the context, it's it's like promoting, and uh, you know, you you gave some great thoughts yesterday when I wasn't here. But it, it's this is maybe the most underrated, biggest sports storyline we've ever seen because like it, it's literally a country buying a, a sports ma- property. Yeah, uh, not just a sports team, which we've seen, but a sports league and a big one in it the is. PGA. I mean, the PGA is not the big four in America in that regard. But it's right there in terms of the other groupings when you think of serious organizations in the United States. And we know they've got the involvement in F1. We know they've got the involvement in soccer. We said it yesterday. They're coming, whether you like it or not, to the four major sports. The amount of money those franchises can fetch. We're going to talk, again, Ottawa Senators, the low end of the totem pole, and the bottom of those four major sports leagues, $900 million. Everything else is in the billions. To get the liquidity and the assets ready, Who's got $650 billion lying around to easily foot? Oh, I don't know, like 1% of that? Oh, the Saudi private investment fund. Voila, 1% to 2% of it, no problem. We could easily buy a franchise if we wanted to. Because of course they could. Because we know sports league owners, all worth multiple millions of dollars or billions of dollars, care mostly about... Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. The immortal words of our guy, Kenny Powers. To tie this to Saudi Arabia, you know know who can turn down Saudi money? Who? I mean, the biggest soccer player in the world. Who's coming, yeah. to my, who's coming to the U.S.? How yes. about that? U.S. beat Saudi Arabia today. In that regard. Lionel but not Messi. in not in with the PGA. That is, so that's crazy. Like, that's, I... The golf thing, Not messy though. thing. The messy, I'm talking about the golf. Both are crazy, okay, but the ahead. golf thing is crazy. Like, Saudi Arabia, like, that's crazy. Like, that's kind of my only reaction to it. Like, we'll see what happens. But the fact that the PGA is kind of promoting, like, we just wanted to unify golf, and we just wanted to. No, they took the money, and we're gonna have. We'll be operating the whole thing, but then, like in the key line, is well, the the chairman of the merged group is gonna have their final say. Uh, Let me be clear. Crazy. I don't. I don't think this is a fair characterization of everyone involved in the game of golf, whether it's at the golf PGA level or just even you know your local golf course that you enjoy, whichever one it is. And if you like golf, head to InsaneRadioDeals.com for Botetot Golf and Swim Club experiences. But, you know, the reality is it's the big business world. Whether it's the PGA or any other big business, generally speaking, the number one factor they always consider, of course, is... Dollar, dollar bills y'all. over morals over ethics over how the money came and if you want to talk blood money i mean you can touch on plenty of different operations that contribute to it heck you could argue we all do based on products we buy from foreign countries oil from saudi arabia products from china they don't exactly have a great hr record themselves we discussed that with tennis a few days ago in the fast lane check us out at the fast lane uh, with ed lane archives wherever you listen to your podcasts but here's the other thing When people have gotten so upset, I did an InsaneRadioDeals.com fast take on this earlier today. Here's a lesson. In business in general, and even more so in big business, why in the world do people get upset at moral decisions? Look, the business decision makers are willing to eschew and get rid of the idea of morals. And I'm not saying that we should all throw morals out of the way. I'm not one who believes that. It's harder to consider morals and doing the right thing and being able to maximize your economic opportunities because the more that they're presented in a lot of cases, there are often things you have to do to get to that point. 
Sometimes it's screwing people over. Sometimes it's taking money from people that are known to engage in less than stellar behavior and decisions. But the PGA Tour golfers that were out there that said no to Live Golf, that bought into the idea that Live was bad and the PGA Tour was good, and they missed getting the bag, as people would say. Meanwhile, the people that left and were going to be banned from the PGA are welcome back in with open arms and got to have their cake or their money and keep it too. I mean, the reality is that type of mindset or the steel mills up in Pittsburgh. I'm going to get political for a quick second here, but the steel mills in Pittsburgh or in the, the Pittsburgh, the Rust Belt area, the textiles and the furniture industry in our own backyard in a lot of cases, when those businesses were willing to leave for financially greener pastures, and never mind that there were a bunch of layoffs that happened, it left a bunch of areas, unemployment high, people without jobs, people without the skills to get jobs, and it really could put, especially older people who uh, didn't have the education or the time to go back and learn a trade, and it sacrificed physically and financially and intellectually to get a job and provide for their family. Look, it's business, I get it, but there's so many examples of it whether it's the pga tour being the latest the rust belt furniture and textile industries among others we're doing the right thing for the company hasn't really gotten you anywhere in the long run if you run the company why would you be shocked that people only want to work for you if it's under their best interest in terms if it's only what's going to be for them and they would leave you because somebody else makes them an offer with more money or more opportunities because in a lot of cases if you run and own the business especially You'd leave if somebody made you an offer for more money to get out of that business. So there is a level of hypocrisy here. And I just think in this day and age, that's coming to light now more than ever. When we return, local sports reporter Ben Cates, an update on what's taking place in high school sports. Boy, it was a busy day yesterday. He'll dish on that. Plus, Virginia baseball and a little basketball with Ann Parker Coleman of CBS 19 up in Charlottesville. All that's still to come. This is the Fast Lane across the Virginia Talk Radio Network.